welcome to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. It's yours truly, CB, alongside the one and only AD. We're back at it again, Caperoni. High five, fist bump. That's a fist bump. That's a fist bump. <laughs> Not a high five. That's a high five. Oh, there there we go. go. And then a cheers, of course. Yep. Every time we get together, two captains reuniting and uh, going through the world of professional wrestling. And God, there's so much to talk about. And today we're talking about all things all elite. You know, I always wanted to get, like, if, if even if I got some kind of office job with them, I want one of those Carl is all elite <laughs> graphics. And I can just... It's the hot thing to get. Everyone wants one. Like, even the guys who are, like, low-level people in the company, like, just as wrestlers, want those graphics. Like, it's a crazy thing. It is. It's like a trademark. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody wants one of those so-and-so is all elite. And it's like, like their headshot. Like, I would totally yeah. make that my LinkedIn headshot. Makes them feel like the special girl, you know? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, hey, you know what, hon? I'm moving to Jacksonville. I got a job. <laughs> She'd be like, you're going where? I'd be like, don't worry it's about like it. It's an engagement ring on those. It is. It is. There's a lot. You get that little gold with the font yeah, and everything like that. flashy. Sometimes there's broken promises with the ring, you know? <laughs> it is. It's a heel turn. Yeah. Yep. It is what it is. What's going on, Capricorn? Everything good? Everything's great. It's a pleasure mm-hmm. to be back. Another great week talking about wrestling. You know, it can't get much better than that, I would say. It really, really can. It's, it's it's my favorite art form, and and here we are again, and, and a big week in all things all elite uh, on their West Coast tour. A lot of they're coming in hot this new year so far. Oh yeah, they're taking the West Coast by storm. Um, so let's kick things off with you know probably the biggest pop because I was watching a little bit on delay and mm-hmm. like a thirty minute delay because I had to you know take care of something, and you were like just wait. You text yeah. me, and you're like, just wait and see what happens. I was like, like oh, the match was great. And you're like, no, just wait and see what happens Not after. Yet. Not yet, it's coming. And Tony Schiavone <laughs> comes out, and then I hear is, you always saw my job that boom! And I'm like, I literally popped off my couch when I saw that. Um, so, Bay Bay, the one and only uh, story time at Adam Cole, is back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more happy. Uh, Adam Cole's back. Yeah, it's crazy, too, like, hearing him talk in that promo uh, when he came back, too, because, like, you know, he talked a little bit about the, the the stuff he was going through, like with his concussion issues he had, with his shoulder issues, and it seems like it was really scary because he said he might have not been able to wrestle again. So just to see him back, I think, is a major deal. And it seems like you know we might get like face Adam Cole run, which we haven't really seen, um, you know, in mainstream wrestling. I would say, uh, you know, in WWE never had really had much of one. He had like a minor one with uh, Undisputed Era and NXT. Um, but, you know, I'm curious if he's going to get a full face run because I'd be intrigued to see how he plays as a face because he's always been such a great heel. Uh, but it really seems like, you know, he sold the face character with the story he told in his return uh, promo he did. He did. And, I mean, as far as I can remember, he's always been a heel. Even Ring of Honor yeah. before that in the indies, he was always in a heel. Like, yeah. He's a natural heel. He so, had, And it's crazy because he's an, out of the ring. He's the nicest guy. I'm sure. And some guys just fit the mold yep. of that. Like, I mean, I'm sure Triple H is a sweetheart. If you went and talked to him and got an autograph and had a conversation with him, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But mm-hmm. he was a natural heel, like, for 25 years. And, you know, I guess some people just fit that mold. Like, uh, yeah. But I think it's, you know, it's time for him to have a nice little character change. He's done the heel for so long, you know. I think he wants to even, like, explore the face side of Adam Cole and what that's like to actually have the crowd behind him. So I think that's another good thing, too. And, it, you know, it has the real-life piece to it, too, being like, you know, I shouldn't even be here now because, you know, my career was almost done. 
you know how I, I always mention it on every episode, the realism. When you have realism in there, mm-hmm. it makes it just sucks me in. It makes me believe even more, and mm-hmm. I just feel every moment of that storyline. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'm excited for it. We'll see if it's a, a face run, maybe a short-term run. I could see something where he gets into kind of a feud or something like that, and then maybe he reverts to his old ways at the end of it. So... Talk yep. to me about what do you see first for Adam Cole as he steps you know, back. I'm really curious to be where he goes with this because, you know, who's the natural heel he goes against if he plays this face character? Because I'm having a hard time thinking of who it would be, but, you know, someone's going to turn up um, who would be. I'm not sure yet, honestly. Uh, I don't know. Because, you know, he's just been so new with him coming back, uh, you know, because when he left, he had where he attacked the Young Bucks, you know, and now, if he's going this face route, they're not going to explore that, I would say. So I don't know where they're going to go with him yet, honestly. My guess, my guess, like, uh, if I had to be play it safe, a betting man, I would say they, since he's been out of the ring for so long, I'm going to say they give him some kind of soft feud, light feud, kind of like... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to give him a heavy hitter. Not yet. Like, give him somebody, like, that he can just... Shake the ring rust off mm-hmm. a little bit. Not take too much impact. They're not going to put him in a, you know, a steel cage like, no. you know, mayhem in the arena match where he's going to no, get thrown no. off of a balcony. Yeah, you know, get him moving around a little bit. You know, get his legs under him mm-hmm. and then have him beat somebody and then, you know, let him let his character kind of. Yeah. Take the prominent role for now yeah, until I think two to start to come back. He'll be on more of a limited match schedule as well. To kind of like, you know, ease his body back in. You know, he had the injury that happened, so they don't want to push him too much. So I think he'll be on more of a limited in-ring schedule as well to start it off. And, I mean, obviously he's, he's always going to be a main event slot kind oh, of abso- guy. Absolutely. So we know at some point, as when he's when the time is right, they're going to pair him against MJF, and it's going to be fabulous. It's mm-hmm. going to be magic. And people have started to say now with him back as a face, like, should he be the one... That dethrones him. Could be. And maybe they build that up long term. Maybe it doesn't happen right away. Maybe that's... I could see yeah. that being the double well, or nothing that, main event. That was part of his promo, too, about how, you know, his goal now is to make it to the top. Like, you know, so it, it could lead to all roads where eventually it's Adam Cole, MJF, and he's the one that takes MJF out as face Adam Cole for the title. Could and I could see that being like the double or nothing main event because mm-hmm. that'll be almost the one year mark to when he got injured, mm-hmm. and it's it's his turn to like he goes through some obstacles yeah. over the next couple of months and. I think at this moment we're down to a list of three. I would say personally of who would take the title off of MJF. I think we're down to Adam Cole now, Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks. I think that's your list of three guys at the moment who would be the ones to take the title off him. That's a very small list. I like that list because it's going to be extreme, I think, to make it feel like, wow. like Yeah. To really cap it off, it's got to be an extreme underdog. And it's got to be someone the crowd's really behind, and those three guys, the crowd is completely behind right now. And, and those three guys fit that category. Adam Cole normally wouldn't, but coming back from an almost career-ending mm-hmm. injury yep. puts him in that underdog category. People kind of wrote him off. Like, mm-hmm. this was the end. Is this are we ever going to see Adam Cole wrestle again? We don't know. Eddie Kingston's been that underdog kind of fighting spirit kind yep. of guy the last 20 years. And uh, and Ricky Starks is the up-and-comer, the hot shot who, uh, you know, everybody's kind of 
you know, sweet on, but is he ready? We don't know yet, and uh, and all that. So, uh, I like either of those, any three of those. Yeah, Mia, I think, you know, you can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, the question is, like, we wonder how long does MJF hold that title for? When do they, you know, think the time is right to have one of these three guys we think take the title off of him? Because, you know, some people say it's going to go all the way to the end of the year. You know, we really don't know. So, to put a bow on this topic, when do you think the t- MJF's title reign ends? Part of me is always... When it started, said it would go till right up to the end of, you know, 2023. Because, he's, you know, there's always been this storyline, the big push of, you know, 2024. So I think he might come up, he might lose the title right before it, I think is my guess. Maybe either full gear or winter is coming, I'm going to say. is my. You're going to have it on free TV. Well, I mean, just think, Kenny Omega yeah. did it on free TV. That's how he won it. Could, and that would be, if they really built that up, that'd be quite the ratings pop, mm-hmm. and I know they're trying to renegotiate to get a couple more shekels from Warner Brothers Discovery, so mm-hmm. that would be uh, that would be something yeah. for sure. That's, that'd be my prediction, I think, is then. Um, I want to take a pause for a second, but I do want to ask you a question after this, and I'll let you think about it. Um, but I do want to take a pause and take a quick shout-out to the um, family and friends of Jay Briscoe. Absolutely. Um, it's just... Uh, absolute tragedy and i and you know just been following updates on the family and how they're doing like after it and it's just it's, it's a wrong place wrong time thing too he's just you know going about his business driving and some you know some lady just right across the lane into him like it, it's just it sucks it's just it really sucks and uh you know we lost a, a apparently he was a great man uh, out of the ring great father and the and the kids are really you know struggle with really have a long road ahead of recovery. And oh yeah, surgery. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, but especially when anything that involves the kids, you know, I'm sure that's a harder pill to swallow too. Yeah, and you, you got to feel for for Mark. Like, mm-hmm. I I can't I can't even imagine your best friend, your tag team partner for the last you know your whole yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm sure that's the last thing he's worrying about now is his wrestling career. You know, I'm sure his number one concern is you know his niece and nephews right now, like their health. Yeah, of course, and uh, I can't even imagine, or you know, like say we're thinking about you, boss, yes. like and everybody, the family. So cheers yes, to cheers to you, cheers to Jerry Briscoe. You know, rest in peace, and uh, we're thinking about you. So, um, but kind of diving back in a little bit, um, what do you think about an honest opinion? Okay. What do you think about MJF's title run so far? Honestly, I don't think it's as good as it, you know, it was advertised it was going to be so far. I mean, it doesn't help that where it's like in AEW's kind of lull phase kind of cuz you know from full gear all the way to uh Revolution is a long time away. So right now is a lot of filling. Um so I think his title rank can really start to get a good judgment, you know, after Revolution hits because you know then the next pay-per-view is not that far away. So I think that's when he'll start to get a real good grasp on, you know, what his reign is about. Because um, he hasn't really defended besides Ricky Starks, you know. His big defense is going to be against Brian Danielson and, and probably an Iron Man match. So, you know, I think that will be the, the start, the definition point of how his reign is. And if it doesn't go well from there, you know, maybe Tony pulls the plug or they initially planned with it. 
We always we know he's great on the mic. It's just and he's and he's yeah. solid in the ring. I mean, world class on the microphone. Mm-hmm. But I think the challenge is I think you just need the right dance partner. And I don't know if and we we had that with CM Punk. He was feud of the year from Pro Wrestling Insider, or yeah. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, they were few of the year, and it's funny because he like, I don't know if you saw the picture on the internet. Like yep. he uh, blacked out the CM Punk's name with tape, and yep. CM Punk actually responded and yep. said some kind of nasty remark. But um, I think he needs that dance partner. Absolutely. To like, it's two to tango kind of thing. It's like Rock and Austin. Like they wouldn't be either of each other without. And I think MJF Punk was that, but now that that's not there, at least for now, because we don't know if it can come back. You know, they really got to see if they can find someone that can get there. I mean, him and Moxley did a great job together, I think. But, you know, they're on to other things now. So, you know, I'm curious who that dance partner would be. You know, it definitely has to be someone who can deliver on the mic as well. It can't be somebody who's, you know, lackluster on the mic. Which, you know, going back to that list of three, I think that's why those three guys were such a good fit. Because all three of them are strong on the mic. Like, you've already seen Ricky Starks go head-to-head with him on the mic and absolutely crushed it, and I think made a great dance partner, potentially if they had a long-term storytelling. Eddie Kingston, we know, is very good on the mic, and then, you know, Adam Cole, we know, can talk as well. So I think, you know, for him to have the right dance partner, it's got to be someone who's a very strong talker because that's what MJF relies on to sell his matches and sell what's going on with him. So if it's just him carrying the weight the whole time, you know, it's not going to go as well if it's against more of an in-ring guy like Brian Danielson. And I think the other thing is we have to really feel for the face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. all my heart. Yep. But... I'm not feeling... I don't I'm feeling feel... Um, yeah. I don't feel like I need to, like... I don't feel for him because he's a Hall of Famer. He's held every world title you can ever imagine. He's main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh my God, I'm wa- I want him to have his big break. He's had more big breaks than I can imagine. Main event yeah. in multiple WrestleManias. Main event, it held every title you can imagine. He's had every biggest spot that you can think of. He's, he's just in it for good matches now. Like, you know, and he's never been really, in his whole career, a big on-the-mic guy. He's always been the, uh, you know, in the ring, get the crowd behind him that way kind of person. Always played the underdog role, you know. So that's why I think, you know, I'm not really invested in it. Too much, but I think it'll still be a good match. It'll be a tremendous match, but if um, if we're going to uh, really have to buy into it, like like you know, I'm, I'm from a match quality wise, it'll be I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But at least from the storyline, just get it one second here. Sorry, folks, we're just uh, making sure everything is good from a technical okay. standpoint. Bear with us, and we're still good. But um. From a t- from a match standpoint, it's gonna be great. But what makes those feuds like ultra memorable is when the story is just you're just so bought into it. And I think it's what it was with the CM Punk feud and the MJF feud because it was like MJF has always been this cocky asshole, but then mm-hmm. CM Punk came in and humbled him with the emotional heartstrings of here's a photo of when you were just a teenager who was bullied yep. and trying to like find a a. a you know, a safe space to fit in, and he exposed that, and he felt that. I felt like, mm-hmm. I felt that. Absolutely. I Everyone was that. emotionally invested in that story. 
And then the double dog collar match. I mean, the dog collar match they had. It was brutality. And mm-hmm. he came out with his old, like, Ring of Honor theme song. And the, yep. the old CM Punk shorts that he used to come out. And it was just, like... I think that's what MJF needs to solidify his uh, reign. It's, you know, something where you can really sink your teeth into. You know, but who's going to be that dance partner? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Well, I mean, that dance partner would definitely be. If we're going to, if we're looking for that kind of guy, it would be like an Eddie Kingston. Somebody who's oh, never had, yeah. he's never had that big shot. Mm-hmm. Never had a world title. Yep. Never had that. Always been a hard worker. Always somebody you can get behind. He's like a guy you relate to. He's like yep. a guy that would be sitting here having a beer with us. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of guy. He's not like. So if he's like got that opportunity to go after him, but I I feel like I want to see MJF be a little more evil. He comes out, he does his snarky promo, and then he goes away, and then yep. wrestles maybe or maybe not. But a I want to see him, But I want to see him like do some evil shit, like to make God that yeah. guy's an asshole. Like I want to feel it. What do you think? I mean, it'd be a different layer to you know evolve his character more, but I don't know. Because he's like, I'm better than you, and you yeah, know it. And he, he likes that. to play the douchebag. He does, but I mean, like real heels, like some evil shit. Like, think about it. There's a, there's a, there's a. I think that's some kind of t-shirt. He's gonna blow some shit up. Yeah. Um, so MJF Danielson, what are we thinking? Uh, obviously, they're coming up with revolution. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm curious and excited to see how MJF does in like a. Iron Man 60-minute match. Yeah, I'm curious how he holds up in that because, you know, there's no hiding on that. Like, how is he going to cheat to win? Because, you know, MJF being the heel, you expect him to <laughs> cheat at some point in some way to get the win, too. I am. And from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, and just like a... I'm, I'm curious to see what his endurance looks like for that long. Like, from yeah. an athletic standpoint. I guess by doing all that training, you know, you've been sending me all oh. those pictures of him lately. I know. I've been sending you, like, <laughs> pictures of him with his shirt off all jacked looking. I'm like... Yeah, I look like I have some kind of affection for you're him. spending your nights sending me pictures of MJF. <laughs> in the middle of the night, here's, here's a picture of MJF without look a shirt on. Look at this on. shirtless, shredded MJF. I'm like, oh, I gotta so say, he's, 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 whatever nutritionist he has and workout plan, is he's looking like Rick Rude out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's definitely getting himself in shape, which is good that he's taking being champion serious. For sure. Um, although, I mean, those big beefy guys, like, uh, that doesn't mean they have an endurance. Danielson's not ripped up, shredded, but he can, he could probably wrestle oh, yeah. 90 minutes if he wanted to. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I think, you know, he's MJF, the, you know, self said, like, you know, when he took that break, he just got out of shape and, you know, he needs, he's working hard to get back into, which is nice to see, you know, he's taking his career seriously though. Cause you know, some people would just, you know, let themselves go, you know, and think I'm the shit. Like, I'm just going to rely on me and not worry about what what I look like. I want to get MJF to train me. And then he'll just insult me the whole time. Because I can't do like a, you know. Might motivate you. Burpee. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm excited for it, but we will see what happens. All right. So let's um, let's let's shift gears to the ladies. And then we're going to do a, 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 a I want to get to um, a state of the titles in AEW. We'll kind of wrap up on that. Um, so let's go over to the ladies. We saw something interesting this past week where it looks like they're kind of doing a little bit of a pivot with her friend Soraya. They are. It seems like they're going to be, you know, going a heel angle with her. Um, you know, coming in, she was the face, you know, in that feud with Britt Baker. Um, but now it seems like she's going to be forming a heel stable with Tony Storm. Um, and it's going to kind of be those, like, people, you know, have been there, you know, have done it all in wrestling and how these homegrown, you know, AEW women don't have, like, respect 
Um, you know, they kind of partially teased Ruby Soho joining them too. So it'd be kind of an interesting little stable to have. Um, where they go with it, I, I'm very curious where they go with it too because what is the end game um, with that storyline? You know, like who's their big, you know, opponents they're facing? You know, where does it go? I'm very curious about what they do with it because, you know, the women, you know, outside the title picture really haven't gotten big storylines, I would say. So if they finally get one, you know, I think that's a good evolution for their women's division. For sure. And I'm excited for that. Uh, I'd like to see them find more storylines and opportunities for ladies outside of just having, hey, I'm wrestling for the women's championship mm-hmm. or the, the TBS championship. Because yep. that's all you really got in storyline-wise is that. Yes. And now it's like, all right, there. I like the thought process they're putting there. Here's the ex WWE females that have like been to the mountaintop and now yep. they're coming here and they're like, you know what, we're you know, all that and a bag of chips. Yep. Um and shit. E- exactly, yep. yes. Um however I you know, I just don't get it because AEW is it's not exactly like a small indie federation. Nope. Like they their 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 next pair is at the Chase Center yep. where they're, any raw or smack they're a big fish be. now I would say. They are. They just played the Kia Forum they're playing the Chase Center for for the um for uh the next yep. pay review of Revolution. They did T Mobile Arena for Double or Nothing. Yeah. They did uh Newark uh for a yeah, full they're, gear. They're definitely we in at. the bigger arenas now. I mean, you still have the, like their dynamites that are some smaller arenas, but they're definitely you're, you're starting to notice gradually that some even their dynamites are gradually getting to slight bigger arenas than they've used to be too. Because you just look, they're at the Forum, you know, which is a bigger arena too. Arthur Ashe Stadium, 20,000 yeah. people, 21,000 people, whatever it was. Like, yeah, it used to be like the United like five, Center. They start with, remember, like the 5,000 uh, fan arena, so they're they're definitely yeah. evolving up. United Center, um, yeah, MGM Grand Garden, like the list goes on. These are all arenas that WB could have a raw SmackDown pay per view in. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's like, all right, I get it. Like you were at W, but like it's sorry, it's not like you're coming down all the way to like you know the minor leagues. I would say yeah. this is like, yeah, you know, obviously WB is still the king, but mm-hmm. like you're still this is like, you know, another major league. Yeah, it's nice to have somewhere else to go because before it was you know if you weren't in WWE you were kind of irrelevant. So now, you're screwed. Like, yeah, you were screwed career wise. I mean, and it was very hard once they got rid of you to make it anywhere in wrestling. You know, you look at the only guys really made it back were, like, Drew McIntyre was, like, the big one that stands out that made it back, uh, you know, who didn't have to rely on another place because Cody Rhodes, for example, had to rely on, you know, the Indies, but then AEW to bring himself up to a higher tier. So, you know, back in the day, you know, once you got the camp in there, it was very hard to come back. But now you have somewhere else to go. You know, even if it's not there, you have other places you can go. Um, like New Japan, you can make yourself a star now. Like you know, there's a, a lot more opportunities now. There's a hundred times more opportunities than there were even like twenty years ago. If you, I, I thought about this, so it's like, all right, post like so, call it summer of two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. If you got released from the WWE and you didn't get your contract from WCW picked up, or when ECW went bankrupt. You were working small town indie federations yeah, at the armories, at the armories, the, the local FWs. bingo hall, yep. like some high dog school shit gymnasium. for thirteen dollars. But mm-hmm. other than that, like 
that was before TNA NWA TNA wrestling was born. That's before Ring of Honor was born. That was before all these bigger independent federations were born. MLW and even Three PW and all these other like bigger ones. So it was just like you were like contemplating whether you. I, I'd assume again. I, I'm yeah. just. I'm not in the industry, but looking at the opportunities back then in that summer of 2001 until early 2002, like. There was not much out there at all. Once you were out, you were pretty much out. You were, like, out of the industry. Yep. You are like, you better get a job doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like, Yep. uh, And it wasn't until, like, 2002 when Ring of Honor came out in early 2002. MLW came out in, like, spring of 2002, June of 2002. NWA TNA, they came out in June of 2002, and they started doing those weekly Wednesday pay-per-views. Yep. So you had some kind of opportunity. But even so, those were still kind of limited. You had your monthly bigger indie uh promotions and then you had if you were lucky you could have spotted that tna wednesday show that they used to do out of nashville um other than that it was that was it you were trying to get back to the dance and if it wasn't happening it was like you better stitch together a bunch of you know indie matches but it's tough but now i feel like it's a whole different kind of dynamic there's so much opportunity there's obviously there's japan still there's AEW. There's um, uh, there's like a G. There's larger indie federations like mm-hmm. a GCW, which is probably the third largest promotion in the country right now. Um, you've got other larger indie promotions like an MLW, which has got weekly TV and bigger shows. You've got um, a ton of different things with these streaming platforms, and even you can kind of make your own kind of thing now. Like so to create content, it's so. Uh, it's so it's it's interesting. It really is, it and is. I'm happy for the yes. I'm happy for the talent. Yeah, because now you have a chance to make it, make a career out of yourself, or you know, make a comeback, like and get back to the top. It it is, and even doing those small promotions, the visibility is so much bigger now. That's I mean, it's the, I call it the Cody Rhodes blueprint. Like when he left, he did every last indie promotion in 2016. Yep. Did like every last little tiny indie promotion. Impact, Ring of Honor, and every little barroom show, VFW show, and formed this kind of aura around him, aligning with the Young Bucks and the yep. Bullet Club, and and he was like the hottest act in town, and then he signed an exclusive thing to Ring of Honor and really built that up, like, to, that was like the hottest show in town uh, when he was doing his whole shtick down there, and... Um, and then uh, they formed, they did the whole all-in kind of thing, and then it's a movement. Yeah. AEW is born. And it definitely took off. So it's it just shows that there's hope out there. There is hope now, which is good. So, shout out to all the, the, the pioneers for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping this moving a little bit, let's do, uh, let's, let's go over to our friend Ricky. We mentioned Ricky Starks a little bit uh, as a title contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your thoughts on Ricky Starks. I'm 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 liking what he's doing right now. I'm enjoying a lot what he's doing. You know, they've really started to push him again. Um, you know, because you know he had that little run with Team Taz with the FTW title where he got like that mini push. But now I feel like they're at the point like that was a mid card push, and now they're starting to push him up to the top of the card, um, which is nice to see um, because you know I think he's definitely earned it and deserve it for sure um based on you know the work he's putting you know he did a great program at mjf he's doing a great job with chris jericho right now um so you know i think you know eventually you're gonna see him 
possibly actually hold a title. I would think the way it's going with him if he stays on this trajectory because, you know, to be putting it like mini feud with MJF and then to be putting someone with Chris Jericho, you know, that says a lot how, you know, Tony Khan is viewing you. So, you know, I think it's good things for him, I would say, coming on the horizon. I agree, but my instinct says 2024 for Ricky Starks. I'm going to say TNT title run this year. World yeah. title run next year. Okay. What do we think? I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, definitely something has to happen this year the way they're pushing him. Like, it's all got to lead to something. Like, you know, it can't just be like you have the story with Chris Jericho and then you just drop Ricky Starks back, back down the back down the card. You know, it's got to lead somewhere. You know, maybe a, even possibility is him winning the uh, casino ladder match at Double or Nothing and having mm-hmm. a title match to take the title, you know. You know, I think it's it's possible, but I think, you know, he's at a point right now where the crowd is just so behind him. He's so great on the mic. His in-ring work has been spectacular lately. Like, you got to do something with him. So what do you think, ultimately, if you had the pen? Mm-hmm. Tony Khan calls you up and says, Captain, here's the pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm busy. The Jaguars are on this hot playoff run right now. And I need somebody to book or dynamite this week or mm-hmm. the next couple of months. Um, I'm going on a bender somewhere in the Caribbean after they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving you the pen. So I need you to write the storylines for the next couple of months. So okay. what would you think the big payoff would be if you were going to write the next – You know, if you are going to write the payoff for Ricky Starks, what does that See, look I like? I think a good route to go with Ricky Starks for now is, you know, you have him win the TNT title, and he's that guy who's having those open challenges every week. You know, he's, it's kind of like the Cody Rhodes route they did with the TNT title, where he's having those open challenges every week, putting on great matches, you know, cut good promos. You know, I think that's a good route to go with him because, you know, Ricky Starks is, you know, trying to emulate that he's like a hard worker, you know, and he's willing to put the work in. You know, so it's kind of, I think that would be a good route to go with him where he's like the working, the workers champion kind of, where he's just always defending it, you know, and the crowd just stays behind him every week. I like that because he's got that superstar look and feel, but, you I, know. I like the lighting on his entrance so much too. Like he has a great entrance. I like all of it. I like the mm-hmm. charisma. I like the, yep. the movements. It's the little yeah, details. The little dark like purple lighting, whatever color they, that is. Like it's like the purple yellow lighting. It's the attention I, to detail. I like it, yeah. You know, he, I, he has, like, a champion's entrance. I, I think he's definitely somebody that, like, Hollywood look, would look at after he decides that wrestling, he's, you know, he's done mm-hmm. with it. Uh, he's got that look. He's got that it factor. Yeah. I used to not like Ricky Starks so much, but now he's one of my, uh, you know, more favorite wrestlers out there right now, I would say. They've like, done a nice job recently, yep. The whole Team Taz stable, I think, is just kind of... Uh, snake bitten for all the guys that were in that group, and I'm happy they kind of broke it up. Man, mm-hmm. I like Taz, yeah, but I think all those guys have obviously done so much better after they broke that stable up. Uh, I mean, the only one you could say maybe hasn't is Brian Cage. Brian Cage, yes. I don't know what the deal is with Brian Cage. Yeah, I I just can't figure it out because he's got the look. He looks like a cartoon character with his yeah. physique. Mm-hmm. And he moves like a cruiserweight. He could do yeah. a, he could do a shooting star press. Yeah, so I don't know what would happen with Tony Himano if it's like his mic work because his mic work is just blast. Maybe that's why. Let's find stick him with a he. They they yeah. have him with like stick him. They have him with what they have. Nana now. Yeah, who's a great on the mic? So like yeah. sti- like even before he went, to, they stuck him with the Ring of Honor 
group, but like yeah, well, I mean, he's starting sticking to get with a match on AEW TV now. Which for a while he was going to long. Like next week he has a match with uh, Brian Danielson. Um, so you know he's getting some TV time now, which is an improvement. He has the uh, Ring of Honor trios titles, so the step in the right direction. But I would think I would say, you know, he's you know taking the hardest fall maybe since Team Taz, but recently you could say. Hobbs as well because Hobbs, you know, hasn't been on TV at all. He's had the book of Hobbs promos, but they're very sporadic now recently. Like, you know, they're not consistent. So he's taking a big fall too as well. So the only one's really benefiting, I would say, is Ricky Starks right now. And Hook, you could say, but, you know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit recently as well. I mean, he just had the big tag match uh, with Jungle Boy. Um, but, you know, I would say that Hook and Ricky Starks have most benefited from the, uh, the Team Taz split. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what do you do with a Hook long term? Yeah, because I think with Hook, you know, people love him in the ring. It's just the mic, in mic thing, the uh, mic work we haven't really seen. You know, because his whole thing is, in the lore, is he doesn't talk. He's very quiet. And that's um, fine, but this, do you think you'd ever see him? I could see him with like a TNT title run. Yeah, all, I see him with an like all Atlantic title run. Mid card role right now is his, you know, where I see him. You know, he's still so young, too. Like, you know, he, could has, he has plenty of time to evolve, but, you know, they definitely need to get him talking so we know, like, all right, does he have the it factor on the mic? Where you can push him higher up in the card, and people aren't gonna, you know, have a like kickback on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, so, so we'll see. Um, I I like it. I'm a big fan for Ricky Starks. I'm hoping they take good care of him and uh, build to some kind of big payoff. And uh, you know, we'll see. Um, so let's kind of keep things moving a little bit. Let's do. I want to kind of wrap up here on state of the AEW championships. So state of the titles. So let's start uh, at the bottom. Let's start with the um, AEW All-Atlantic Championship right now. What are your thoughts on this? And That seems like it's more of just like a rampage title. Like you never really see it defended on Dynamite. It's more just, you know, on Rampage. I mean, he did defend it this past week on Dynamite, but I feel like it's kind of been like a useless title kind of like yeah i feel like it, there's, there's a, no they're kind of using it as like uh like some kind of added it's little like advertisement the North american kind of championship in nxt kind of it's like a lower level one but like there's no like there's no prestige to it i feel like no there's no like you know kind of like a reason for it it's almost like yeah. uh I, I can see why they're doing it they're they're like if they need to bolster a card, a rampage, a battle of the belts, and say, hey, yeah. we've got a title match on there. And it's also a way to yeah. like take a guy they don't really know what to do with, and they or they want to elevate somebody with a belt, like they have this, yeah, this I belt. What their thought was, okay, like WWE has the Intercontinental and United States, like let's have something like that for us. I think that was their thought behind it. I just think they could have executed it better. You know, and I mean, Orange Cassidy, he's great in the ring, but you know, like selling a title, like he's not that great because he's not much of a talker. You know, he's always been that gimmick's always been like be that quiet guy. Um, so I think they need some, if they're, they need someone with that title who can like really, you know, push it and elevate it, you know, with their mic work. 
you know, because they can't just rely on strictly in-ring work to bring that title up at this point, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they could do more with it. I mean, I don't think Orange Cassidy needs it. He's a guy that's just, he's a gimmick. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you like, you're happy to see him. But yep. he's not a guy that I think needs a title. No. I think if you are going to have this title, use it to elevate somebody that and needs a little extra it's a shame because, you know, they took it off pack so quick. And he was a, the perfect champion, I think, at the start for that. And then they just took it off him so quick because I guess they didn't want to be a double champion at the time. Um, and I guess they had this best of seven thing planned maybe out for a while, and they didn't. They knew that they wouldn't be able to defend the title much, so they took it off him. Um, it's like conflicting storylines. Yeah, so it's a shame because I think he would have been the perfect champion to help you know give it some uh, good prestige at the start. Cause, you know, looking back, you know when he was in WWE, he's the one who really brought prestige to that cruiserweight title when it was a joke of a title. Yep. No, I agree. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's go up to the TBS Championship on the ladies. We have Jade on mm-hmm. her monstrous run that's yes, been think, over a year at this point. I think that's what's keeping the prestige of it is that she's been undefeated as champion. Um, I think that's what's kept the prestige about it. So I'm curious, you know, I think it's in a good state right now, but I'm curious where does the level of the title go once Jade finally loses it and who is the one that takes it from her because it's got to be someone who's going to be able to keep that same level of prestige of that title. It can't be just some, like, jobber or some, like, you know, newer breed person. It's got to be someone, you know, who's experienced to really keep that title going strong. I've got the answer for it. It's, here comes the Monet. I mean, I, that's who I've always wanted to be the one to take it down. That um, would be such a compelling feud. Just that's because my, they're two personalities. Yeah, th- that's my dream one to take the title off her. You know, it's just... We don't know because she's so focused on New Japan right now um, that we don't know if it will happen. But New Japan is is great, but I, I don't know what her financial deal is with them. But they don't have a show some, every week. I think week. she's making some good some good money. Monet, yeah, to show yeah, up. Apparently, uh, she's always wanted to. She was always a big Japanese wrestling fan, which is why she you know she's doing this too. Now she got that, so that's. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean. I think somebody with that kind of superstardom will probably want eventually a weekly TV outlet to be on. Yeah, and you know Tony Khan is, will have no problem bringing the money back to Absolutely. Yep. Tony, when Tony gets excited, Tony yep. gets what he wants. Yep, he'll bring, you know, the dump truck full of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Or a minivan Scrooge, full of money. And she'll become Scrooge McDuck's woman in a pool of money from Tony Khan. What kind of car do you think Tony dropped? Tony Khan drives on like a regular basis. I'm sure he's got a Ferrari and just for fun. But like, let's say he's just driving to the office. What do you picture Tony Khan driving? I think he's a Tesla guy. Yeah, I could see that. I could really see that. I could see that. Yeah, I think he's a Tesla guy. Not not the SUV, the sedan. Yeah, Model S. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. All right, that's a good. That's a really solid, safe bet. Uh, I I could totally see that. Yeah, well, I don't see him say, as a big flashy guy. But he has the guy. one that self drives too, so he can just go away on his email. He can. He just lays back, like answering his emails and everything, going doing his phone calls. So I think that's why he's a Tesla guy, just so he doesn't worry about driving, and that you know he can focus on work. I'm just fascinated what his or, like. What or is he like doesn't weekly... drive at all and just has like a nice suburban and someone drives him around and all the time. I mean, probably that. I guess I mean, he's got quite the schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got. I mean, on. Saturday, or it was Saturday, he mm-hmm. just like, had this crazy comeback win at the Jaguars. And then he had to be in Fresno, California for Dynamite. I would love to be his chauffeur. 
Uh, like, I'm sure the show for makes decent money, but if he quits, I want the job. I would love to just drive Tony around yep. and talk to him. I mean, obviously, what he says is confidential, so I would sit there and listen and say nothing. I will sign an NDA and yep. say no comment anytime anybody asks, yep. but just so feel seeing that. Tony's magic go in person, like, I'd be curious about, for sure. And I'm sure you get a good paycheck from him. Like, imagine making, like, say, 60000 just to drive him around and, like, you know, like, I would do it. Even if it was a pay cut from what I'm making, like, I would do it. Yeah, because it would just be pleasant. And because he's a pleasant gentleman. Like, I wouldn't want to drive Vince McMahon around. I'd be petrified. He'd be a total asshole. I'd be afraid to try to tickle my taint now, honestly. (laughs) That, yes, especially the limousine, yes, as we saw with the settlement this past week. Yep. Uh, But... And and I feel like he'd be an asshole if you make a wrong turn. He'd like uh, fire you, throw you yeah. out of the car. Whereas yeah. Tony'd be like, "Hey, man, it's all right. It's all right. We all make wrong turns. It's okay." You want a coffee? Like, I'll buy you a know, coffee. Yeah, let's have a coffee. You know, I made a wrong turn to, when I first got my license back yeah. in like you know nineteen ninety nine. Like, and I'm telling you, it's all right. It's all right. Let's just talk about it. But like, that's how that conversation would go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we'd be best friends. Oh yeah, that is for sure. But yeah, I would. I'd love to be a chauffeur. Like, I, I would drive whatever car he wants me to drive. I wear you know whatever he wants me to wear. I wear like the stupid cap with the suit and everything. I would if you do all me of too. I would do all. Tony, whatever you yep. want, you just tell me and I'll wear it. You I'll can ring it. a bell at me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll have your favorite candy ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it's. What do you think, Tony? All right, before we move on, what do you think Tony Khan's favorite candy is? <laughs> I'm gonna say he's a Twizzler guy. Uh, I love Twizzlers, Tony. If that's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's like Nerds Rope or something like that. Some kind of nerds ultra sugary my, thing. Nerds popped in my head, but I was like, that's kind of stereotyping a little bit, so I didn't want to go with that. I, I think he might be like a Twizzler guy. Chocolate-wise, you know, I could see him being like an Almond Joy kind of person. An Almond Joy? Like, <laughs> uh, I think he likes Raisinets. Hey, Tony, like Raisinets? <laughs> took a weird turn here. I'm going to tweet that. I'm sitting... See if he responds. Maybe I'll tweet him every day for the next see, year. I got hiccups candy? now. What, and see if he answers. Question, what's your favorite candy? What's your favorite thing? I remember I wrote him a love note on Instagram that we were going to be at full gear, hoping that he'd uh, give us backstage passes, and I got no no showed. He never answered me. That was never sad. looked at it either, probably. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, we talked TBS. We talked All Atlantic. Let's talk TNT title, and we'll try to rapid fire through some of these other ones here. TNT title, um, I'm not a fan of Darby being champion, honestly. He's been there, done that. They, I think they should have gone with someone else. I don't know if Darby needs a title either. Darby's his gimmick in himself. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, real quick, is now make, I'm intrigued. Because we, we heard that this is Sting's final year. He's mm-hmm. going to retire at some point in 2023. Yep. Now I'm hoping, my theory is that they have the big payoff where they split up or somehow... And they have the big final match. Maybe it's on pay-per-view yeah. where it's Sting versus Darby and Sting pays well, it forward and yeah, does the job I mean, Darby. it could just be a friendly thing, too, where, like, Sting says, I'm going to retire and I want my last match to be against you. I could see it going that way and not being, like, you know, a hated split. I could see that, too. And Sting does the job for Darby. <clears throat> oh, absolutely, yeah. As a way to go out and pay it forward to the next generation. Mm-hmm. That would be, uh, be pretty cool. Uh, I'm still shocked that Sting is wrestling in the year 2023. Mm-hmm. Yep, very limited, but you know he's been on every pay per view recently too. But when he does, when he does actually wrestle on a pay per view, is not limited at all. No, he dives off of a balcony. But it's always in a tag match, though. He hasn't really had a singles 
Needs a single is what I'd be curious about. I think, yeah, one final, and to wrap it up with Darby Allen on a big yep. pay-per-view match. Just to kind title of, on the line. Yep, just to kind of pay it forward, and yep. uh, I think that would be a great way to cap off yeah. uh, hell. I mean, a Hall of, beyond Hall of Fame career. He was a Hall of Famer in, like, 2016. Yep. Almost a decade ago, and he's still... He's definitely one of the greats. Still doing it. I mean, one of the he's the, he's the icon, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, keeping it moving here, let's go to the tag titles. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but let's dial back a little bit. What do you think the state of the tag division looks like in 2023? I think it's definitely taken a step back from where it was even a year ago. You know, I think, you know, we haven't seen as much from the tag team division recently. Like, it's kind of been, like, the same teams recently um, that have been out there. You know, you've had some teams break up. Um, it looks like the Acclaims are heading into a thing with the Gun Club now. Um... So, I mean, it looks like they might be starting to start to bring up some younger teams, which is, is nice to see. But, you know, veteran team-wise right now, there's not really m- much there. Like, you know, because you have the Young Bucks doing the trios thing. FTR is on a break right now. So, you know, and then you have Private Party where one of them's hurt, I believe, right now. So, you know, Jeff Hardy is out right now. So that their tag team division is really in, like, a down phase right now. So I think that's something they definitely need to focus on rebuilding back up. Because, you know, they... Going back a year ago, there was all these big singles acquisitions. So I think, you know, you need to get some good tag team acquisitions into the company as well. I'm all for it. I agree. You know, Gun Club, great or whatever. But, uh, you know, I think we need another upper echelon team that can mm-hmm. hang with the acclaimed yep. either on the mic or, uh, you know, in the ring or whatever. And, you know, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if we have that right now. That's fine. Let it marinate. I want to say we, everybody loves the acclaimed. They're kind of like mm-hmm. the. The AEW's version of the New Day, yep. like when they were first came out, everybody was like, "Oh my God, here come the New Day!" Like, yep. you know, and they still have; they're still intact. I mean, it's been ten years; they're still doing the same gimmick. Yep. And then Kofi said his contract's starting to come up soon, like in a couple of years, so he's starting to wind it down. I think too. Do you think he'll be out or go maybe a trainer after that? What do you think? I don't see he Kofi said he still leaving. Still to do stuff with the New Day, like after his career. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah, and we'll get That's into another that. day. Another day for sure. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. So, what titles are we missing here? We talked. All right, let's trios. Go. Trios titles. Um, I said the one thing with the AW is they they always have so many trios. So I think there's so many possibilities they have with them there. Um, I do think that they made the right call taking the titles off Death Triangle just because you know we've had Pack who's usually been. On a limited AEW schedule, because he travels back and forth to United Kingdom all the time. So I think it was the right move to take it off of them. Um, you know, I'm very curious where they go with the trio titles now um, and who their next feud is. I mean, everyone would like to see House of Black, I know, but, you know, who knows if we'll get that or that's something they save for later because I think, you know, it'll be a big match. Absolutely. Um, I think it's in a good place right now, but it's still so new with the Elite having the title. Um, but I think the best of seven series really helped elevate the title because it was spectacular all the way through so i think it's in a good place right now i agree i i, I could see them and i hope let, let's drag out the house of black feud a little bit mm-hmm. and i'd love to see some kind of crossover with new japan because obviously they're not done with osprey and kenny mm-hmm. so maybe they kind of warm that feud back up again they bring in osprey and a couple of goons from new japan well, and it's obvious one yeah and they do maybe it's um you know the united the, the empire mm-hmm. and they have osprey 
and uh, against the elite, and they do kind of some kind Wait, of. Zary did it in the uh, initial trios tournament and had the elite go over. Yeah, so maybe they want to get revenge yeah. on them. And Osprey definitely wants revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, we'll see. That could, that could be something. Mm-hmm. That, uh, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what they do there. Um, so, over to the ladies, the women's title. Women's title, I think, is in a good, uh, a decent place, actually, I should say. Um, because, you know, Jamie Hayter got the title because they were all the fans were behind her. Um, but since her reign, you know, it's been kind of, it's been all right. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, I think there's room for improvement still. She I mean, she's still younger. Um, it hasn't really been this big spotlight before. So, you know, I think she needs a chance and have the opportunity to grow into it. So, uh, uh, yeah. give it time. I'm on board with that. And let's round it out with the, uh, the world title. We touched on earlier, MJF and, you know, dance partners find the right one and, what his year looks like. What do you think? 2023, what does it look like for the AEW World Championship? I mean, this, I'm hoping it's, for some yeah, good matchups at least. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it's regardless, the title's going to be in a great place unless you have a complete dog crap champion. Um, you know, MJF's the champion everyone's wanted for so, for so long. So I, it, it's in a good place. You know, it's just going to depend. Does it stay in that good place based on what they do with MJF and this reign? What I liked, you know, MJF put out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago a list of people he wants to kind of run over mm-hmm. or he said something the li- it was a list of people who never beat me for the championship mm-hmm. and he had he listed um hangman on there he listed mm-hmm. um cole he listed moxley he listed uh uh Ed- eddie kingston i think mm-hmm. was on that list yep and I found it kind of ironic. I was like, is this kind of a preview, wink and a nod, kind of like... This is who I'm going to face? This is who I'm going to face? Because it all kind of fits in that order. He had Danielson at the top of that list. Yeah. He's obviously the next feud here. And I think Cole was kind of like after that. Yeah. So, and it all kind of makes sense. It's almost like he's giving us a spoiler into what his year is going to look like. Which would be a good list of people to face, too, I would say. It would be a great list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I'm on board with him, so... Uh, I'm excited for it, and this is the year we'll see, you know, if he can really, like, it's put, put his or, stamp. It's put up or shut up time for him to see if he's really, you know, all this hype that he's made himself up to be in, in the wrestling industry. Yep, I agree. Um, so, I've had a good time talking about all elite wrestling. I have, yes. Uh, with you, Caperoni, as always, we always have a good conversation when we get yeah. together. And for the empty cans, we're all yeah. out of it. And uh, I guess when the cans are empty, that means we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Here on another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Follow us on Twitter, at Wrestling Makes. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple and Google, Spotify, uh, you name it, we're out there. Uh, throw us a subscribe and uh, follow us on Twitter and interact with us. I love to interact with uh, other wrestling fans in the community on Twitter. So um, give us a shout and uh, we're happy to engage. Uh, but for um, for the captain, uh, CB. And AD. Uh, we're out of time, so we'll see you next time on Wrestling Makes the World. Takes. We'll see ya. See ya.